Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back for season 24. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? 24 seasons of just chaos and madness. Our child is 24 years old. (laughs) I can't believe it's taken us so many seasons to do a Jack Bauer story. The 2001 (laughs) classic 24 TV series. I really liked that show. Been gunning for this since season three. That I don't know a single thing about. (laughs) Each episode, we're going to do one minute of Jack Bauer getting railed. (laughs) You've been asking. We've been listening. This is... The most requested... Jack off Bauer. Yeah. Jack off Boner. (laughs) Jack Bauer bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> a shocking, a shocking turn of events. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess it's a good segue into the fact that we are going to slightly shake up format for this season. And no, it is not a Jack Bauer uh, epic <laughs> extending 24 episodes this season. <laughs> 24 on 24. A minute each. <sighs> we decided that we wanted to have a little bit more fun on the main feed and keep up with what's happening in pop culture and the zeitgeist. So for the rest of the year, we're trying to plan our seasons to coincide with big releases or things that are kind of currently on TV or at the movies. Ejaculations out in the pop culture. (laughs) Where are people spreading their seeds in present day? So we are going to be both doing that on the main feed and then We're a little bit more loosey-goosey on Patreon, but should we announce what we're going to do for this season? Sure. Okay, so since- Hold on. (laughs) Here's my cue. In the form of a beep boop. Ah, beep boop, beep. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for a scuttle impression, but- Uh. (laughs) Ariel. (laughs) 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 Waves, words, <laughs> wind. So hopefully that gorgeous uh, transition. We're not going to say any more. If you don't get it, you don't get to know. If you don't get it, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so this season, we are going to do a, well, we're going to follow along with what's happening in pop culture. And there is a new Little Mermaid movie that's about to hit your screens. And so <laughs> we are reading a story this season that features a couple of our favorite Little Mermaid characters, along with um, some other Disney favorites that, you know, yet to be revealed. We're going to have to say Fizney. Like, we, I we- know. I'm so scared. <laughs> I know. We're about to be sued again. Jesus Christ. Disney. Oh. Disney. 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 If we weren't going to get... <laughs> 
slap at the lossy before. We definitely are now. We're like, I know the way around it. Ruin it. <laughs> Make it more erotic, which they'll love. Historically, that has worked out for us. So why? Yeah. Why why change tactics no now? No problem. <laughs> oh, so yes, we're very, very excited. But before we get into that, and we have another little sort of surprise teaser that's going to come. Allie mentioned Patreon. We're also really revving that guy up. And we have mapped out quickies for the rest of the year. And so if you are a subscriber, if you, as we call them, dongs, Allie, hit us with the URL. Oh, uh, it's patreon.com slash You have access to, speaking of Disney, a vault of a bunch of, of all the quickies and one-offs and live shows and bonus content that we have had for the past four years, at least we've had Patreon. Maybe more? Oh, gosh. Longer than that. Since the beginning of time. Oh, longer than that. Four and a half years. Lindsay, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those last six months mean nothing to you? Okay. I'm, well, I'm so embarrassed. So if I can recover, I will. I'm going to list. <laughs> I'm going to list three stories that are coming up this year on Patreon to entice you to join. One <laughs> involves Swedish chef from Muppet Babies. And Chef Gordon Ramsay. So that speaks for itself. So they're heating up the kitchen. Um, another one that will be a first will be Lego. Mm-hmm. And this is where all the entire Lego cast is in a poly relationship. So they're having a picnic and they're eating each other as well. And <laughs> then we are finally reading the epic love story between the giant squid and the castle first encounter. So that's another thing you can expect coming up this year on Patreon. And I think one other one we should tease because <laughs> it's currently out, out in the box office is the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which we aren't doing a full season on that, but we are going right. to be reading. So our next quickie to drop on Patreon is going to be <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. And I don't even think we should say it's a crossover with another fandom that you will never guess in a million years. Yeah, don't say it. I'm not going to say what it is because it's too funny and absurd. And we'll leave that for our dongs. But it is a crossover beyond all crossovers. (laughs) We might even be crossing into you know, a different species entirely. So we're crossing the line and crossing over with this (laughs) one. But that's what that's what goes down on Patreon. If you think this Mm -hmm. the main feed is weird, it gets weirder over there. Oh, I wish there was more Swedish chef content, but where would I find it? Where? Just the other day, I was thinking, where has he been? Dirty, 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 dirty. Two iconic chefs. <laughs> if you love the Food Network. Top chef and bottom chef. It is. Yeah. Uh. So stick around, check out Patreon, and then, like we said, cool Zeitgeist stuff happening um, over here. One thing that we are excited about coming up is the new Barbie movie. So we are digging our heels in for some amazing stories. Obviously, we're looking everywhere that exists. But if you have an idea and want to write a story, we're looking at between like 8,000 and 15,000 words. So 5,000 and 10,000 <laughs> words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we want to do more stories, we are actually lowering the threshold on some of the length. Yeah. Yes. Focus more on girth. Mm-hmm. Um, so like between five <laughs> and 10,000 words. And, you know, you don't really have to know that much about Barbie. I think that's the beauty of her. So yeah. whatever you write, send us into hi at fangasmpodcast.com. And we're just excited. It feels like there's been, the pandemic kind of blue balled a lot of movies. And it did. now it's coming out in loads. Now it's blowing its load. Now it's blowing its load. <laughs> 
I think I am more excited for this Barbie movie than I've been excited for almost anything in the last three years, aside from maybe having a kid. <laughs> and even my excitement that way does not match how I feel about the Barbie movie coming out. I mean, Farrah is a tiny little Barbie, right? Yes, yes. I was I was thinking about how long it's been since our last season. Not like it's been that long, but I was like, Danny just celebrated his first and second wedding anniversary, which you can <laughs> explain what that means in a second. And I was like, I'm, you know, in my third trimester of pregnancy. And I was like, Farah just started driving. Like <laughs> it feels like. She's, <laughs> but she's what, six months now? Six months today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six months last week. Oh, that's right. This oh, is that's right. Yes. Yeah. And go. the day we record, she is six months <laughs> on the date of recording. <laughs> Okay. Exciting. Okay. So we have another surprise uh, for you. It's not just, we're not just reading one story today. Uh, We've got another little trick up our sleeves. So Danny, you want to kick it off? Yes. So with all the excitement for The Little Mermaid coming up, we were looking through all the stories. And the one that we have, like Allie mentioned today, has some great features of some of our favorites, but there wasn't any like purely Little Mermaid story that met all of our criteria. So we thought we would try something new in the year 2023 um, and see what we could fill with our reader's block with ChatGPT. And so I'm sure everybody has heard the buzz around it. One thing that we want to make very clear is that ChatGPT, a fanfic author, is not for many reasons, mm-hmm. including one, it will not write us anything erotic, no matter how many times I try and trick it. <laughs> uh, you know, my my chat GPT is just, you know, boys kissing. Um, uh, so that's number one. Two, uh, it certainly has like length and human limitations. So all to say that we are excited to read the story that we're going to share with you because we had a little bit of a reader's block. And if you're ever like looking for a story you can't find, you can check it out. And if you're writing and you have a little bit of writer's block, I think it can be really creative, but it will never replace our fanfic authors. So, oh God, never. This will uh, give you more confidence than ever that the uh, capabilities are so inferior (laughs) to anything our authors have written. So you shall see soon. <laughs> and I I think it's also just tied to that. We say all that in addition to say that we stand with the writers yeah. and the writer strike. And we think that AI is no replacement for real human talent. So if you're listening to this in 2027 and you Google the 2023 writer <laughs> strike, it'll all make sense. So <laughs> we swear <laughs> we were on the right side of history until the robots won the war and then yeah. we had to eat our words and they used this against us. Yeah. <sighs> so the prompt that we gave to get a little bit more uh, fish fic was uh, the prompt to write a story about Michael from the office going on a date with Ursula from the little mermaid. <laughs> And here, here we go. I'm going to read this as a robot. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that should be very delightful. <laughs> I'm sure. Michael Scott had always been on an adventure as a man. Never <laughs> afraid. <laughs> That's just my normal voice. <laughs> yeah, Danny, do you want to make it a little bit more distinct? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Michael Scott had always been an adventurous man, never afraid to take risks and try new things. So when he received an invitation to go on a date with none other than Ursula from The Little Mermaid, 
He didn't hesitate to say yes. I love how Michael only knows <laughs> Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Like, I've watched all your movies. Don't I know you from somewhere? Are you, are you friends with Ariel from The Little Mermaid? <laughs> Flotsam and Jetsam's mom. Are you from Scranton? <laughs> no, I'm from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> the two had met at a convention for Disney villains, and Michael was immediately smitten with <laughs> Ursula's bold personality and dark sense of humor. Why was Michael Scott there? <laughs> Huge fan. He probably like wandered in from the paper selling convention <laughs> yeah. to the Disney villain. Also, like a dark sense of humor. Well, she took people's souls and their voices. That's hilarious. I think we're underplaying it a bit. <laughs> I guess we don't know in this world what her what she yeah. really does. Uh, Ursula, on the other hand, was intrigued by Michael's confidence and charisma. <laughs> For their date, Michael had planned a night out on the town. He picked Ursula up in a rented limousine, complete with a full bar and a karaoke machine. Wait, did, did ChatGPT decide the, those details? The, the prompt you read was the only thing you asked. That's the only thing that was put in there. But this is a very Michael Scott date. This is very... It is. Yeah. And she's singing, poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> she's just got one, she's like, one hit. I only know one. <laughs> she's got one hit. Hey, Michael, do you want to sing a little song? Like, uh, no. Right into this shell? <laughs> it won't cost much. Just your voice. <laughs> That's when they're deciding who's going to pay the bill. You can pay with your voice. <sighs> He's like, is Venmo okay? I was thinking Venmo or Apple Pay. <laughs> oh, voicemail. <laughs> As, as they made their way to the first stop on the date, Ursula couldn't help but feel a little nervous. She had never been on a date with a human before, and she, <laughs> and she wasn't sure what to expect. But Michael put her at ease with his easy charm and sense of humor. I feel like Michael wrote this. He's like mentioned the fact that he's charming like nine times already. Yeah. We get it. <laughs> he's like, only a, a real man would have rented a limousine with a karaoke machine because it was extra. <laughs> he... <laughs> Had to get a limo to fit the whole octopus, I guess. What other car? <laughs> Barbie Jeep? Unless it's like, I don't know, a Hummer? Yeah. 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 A ship? Oh, triggered. Ursula's triggered by ships. <laughs> One bad run-in with an old ship from the bottom of the ocean and never again. Their first stop was a fancy seafood restaurant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Michael. And Ursula couldn't help but feel a little uncomfortable with the irony of it all. But Michael was quick to make a joke about it, and they both laughed it off. He wow. said, that's what C said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. You don't like these fish. This one's flounder, so it's these fine. These are mermaids. Yeah. You hate <laughs> I made sure that they were octopus-free. <laughs> I'll have what C's having. <laughs> The fish of the day is unfortunately flounder. <laughs> Over dinner, they talked about their interests and passions. Ursula shared her love of music and her desire to be a famous singer. Michael talked about his love of improv and his dream of one day having his own TV show. Michael Skarn. Dreams do come true. She's like, and what's TV? <laughs> As dinner ended, Michael suggested they go to a karaoke bar he had heard about. Ursula was hesitant at first, but Michael's enthusiasm was infectious, and she agreed to go along. So karaoke on karaoke on karaoke. We're like, a karaoke in the limo, karaoke at the bar, you know. <laughs> he, I'm sure he read some, I feel like the backstory, the prequel to this is Michael learning about dating and has a dating coach, or he listens to a dating podcast that's just like, 
women love karaoke. <laughs> That's it. So you want to date a sea witch. <laughs> 10 things I learned from dating sea witches on Raya. <laughs> at, at the karaoke bar, Michael and Ursula took turns singing their favorite songs. Michael was surprisingly good, belting out tunes like Sweet Caroline and Living on a Prayer. <laughs> Ursula, on the other hand, was hesitant at first, but as the night wore on and she had a few drinks, she found herself letting loose and singing with abandon. <laughs> just her tentacles just like smacking people. <laughs> letting loose. Cleared out the whole bar. As the night drew to a close, Michael suggested they take a walk along the beach. Ursula agreed, and they strolled along the shoreline, talking and laughing. I mean, Ursula can't really stay out of the water that long, so I, I really hope this wasn't too lengthy of a date. Just dried her out. <laughs> she might not survive this date. She's like, let's go to the beach. <laughs> I, need, I need to breathe. I got an idea. Let's skinny dip. As the night drew to a close, Michael suggested they take a walk along the beach. As they sat on the beach, watching the waves crash against the shore, Michael turned to Ursula and took her hand. I have to admit, I wasn't sure what to expect when I agreed to go on a date with a sea witch, but I have to say, you've exceeded all my expectations, he said, looking deeply into her eyes. <laughs> Ursula felt her heart skip a beat. She had never felt such a strong connection with anyone before, and she couldn't help but feel drawn to Michael's warmth and humor. Not even when she posed as Vanessa and tried to trick Prince Eric into marrying her. Has she ever felt a connection <laughs> Not like- since then. <laughs> I feel the same way, Michael. You've shown me a side of humanity I never knew existed, she said, her voice soft and sincere. They sat in silence for a few moments, listening to the sound of the waves. Finally, Michael spoke up. Ursula, I know this might be a little bit forward, but I feel like we have something special here. Would you be interested in going on another date with me, he asked, his eyes sparkling. Ursula felt a rush of excitement. She had never been asked out on a second date before, and she couldn't help but feel giddy at the thought of spending more time with Michael. I would love that, Michael, she said, feeling a little breathless. She like can't breathe. As they stood up to leave, Michael leaned in and gave Ursula a soft kiss on the cheek. I can't wait to see you again, Ursula, he said, smiling. Ursula felt her heart swell with happiness as she watched Michael walk away. She couldn't wait to see where their relationship would go next. The end. Oh, my gosh. Probably karaoke. If I was a guessing woman. <laughs> One guess. Now, one quick uh, update here. I do believe that Octopi have three hearts. So I, she felt all three of her hearts skip of a bead. That's when I wish I knew that about, I thought about that. I was like, there's got to be something weird about an octopus heart. Three of them. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was great. Ta-da. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully that tickled your tentacles uh, for mm. all that's to come with the Little Mermaid. That was great. And now we're going to show you what a real story looks yeah. like. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into the main entree of today's <laughs> story meal, I don't know. Uh, people who are on, if you are a dong, if you're on Patreon, you can go watch a video of us recording that. And you will have gotten it a couple days early. So rush over there and watch the three of us sit in our <laughs> respective homes and laugh at each other. So it's a little bonus. Escar, go watch it over on Patreon. <laughs> All right. Now, Allie, tee us up. Okay. So we are now going to read the first episode of season 24, and we're going to stay in the Disney fandom. You're going to get a little bit more Little Mermaid, plus a whole lot of your favorite characters. And this story was written by Cass Stay in My Ass. <laughs> Which I love. I love that name. So the story is called Villain's Paradise. And to give you just a one-line description of this season, 
the one where the Disney, that's <laughs> our official title now, the Disney villains go on a friend's trip. They plan back in college to Tahiti and things don't go so well. <sighs> so good. I studied abroad in Singapore. And when we were leaving the study abroad program, somebody put a calendar invite for like 10 years out for like our reunion in Singapore, which at the time <laughs> felt great. And then it was like, at like year eight, they deleted the event. <laughs> You're eight. They didn't even give it two more years. We're like, no. Nope. Like, Ugh. it was like we didn't stay in touch. Yeah, it already feels off. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, as you know, what as someone who planned their five, ten, fifteen, and twenty year class reunion, I would be all about this friends trip planned a decade in advance. So you'd be the one text like whoever is the villain that reinitiates this. That is you, Allie. That's me. I was like, hey, guys. <laughs> you you drunkenly <laughs> promised Tahiti uh, in 2023. Is that still on? <sighs> okay, let's get into it. Jafar stretched his arms out, cradling his wife beside him with a fond hum. It was a lovely Sunday. He could tell, one of relaxation, mid-morning sunshine streaming through the window. Morning, my love. What does Jafar sound like? Oh. Morning, my love. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's not it. <laughs> the tall man smiled softly, curling a lock of Jasmine's hair around his finger. <gasps> wow. Things really went off the rails after return to Jafar. <laughs> she opened her eyes, blinking, then snuggled him closer. Wow. Is it morning already? She whispered, stroking his chest. Jafar hummed. Far past it. Not that we have anything to worry about. Sunday. Mmm, Jasmine grinned, flipping over. Jafar's breath hitched. His body began to stir at the way her crimson nightdress was slipping down her shoulder, revealing that gorgeous skin. What if we just stayed in bed all day? She bit her lip, curling the wisp of hair at the bottom of his chin. I can preach Iago going, ah, yeah, why don't we? Ah, stay in bed. Ah, stay in bed. It's probably so jarring. That's their alarm clock. It's like, whoa. Rise and shine. (laughs) (laughs) Curling the wisp of hair at the bottom of his chin. (laughs) Oh, God, he has that one little ringlet of like. Oh, his like. Just that. Goatee, singular goatee pube. Gross. You don't have anything to do for the company. We could just. She walked her fingers down his chest, parting his red and black robe. I quite like that idea, my dear. Why can I not picture what Jafar's voice sounds like? It's deep. I quite like that. I think it's, I don't even know if it's that deep. It's just like, I don't know. It's just sinister. Yeah. Okay. We'll brush up before next week. Yeah, for sure. I quite like that idea, my dear. He smiled back, snatching her lips and Jasmine moaned. Jafar chuckled through the kiss, then pulled away, flashing her a sinister smirk. Now, would you have made such a noise if it were Aladdin about to fuck you? He growled, hand trailing down to her ass. Jasmine pressed her forehead down, staring into his eyes. I think we both know the answer to that. She laughed, and they went back to lazily making out. That's such odd. Aladdin has lost major clout in this story. Picturing those two making out is, I'm not ready for it. A king's right-hand man in the sheets and a street rat in the streets. (laughs) What do we got going on here? Uh, A rat in the streets. About three years ago, the couple had finally decided to take action. They had been having an affair behind Jasmine's boyfriend's (gasps) back, who was named Aladdin. (laughs) He was a test driver for the company. company. (laughs) 
But it had gone too far. Aladdin was beginning to start getting suspicious. And Jasmine running off to the boss's office all the time at work didn't look good. So in this world, Jafar did not end up in a sand cave in the middle of Agrabah. (laughs) So they had taken matters into their own hands. And Aladdin had gotten into a bit of an accident out in the desert where Jafar, as CEO of Genie Automobiles... (laughs) had sent him to test out a new model. New model indeed. One that was rigged to explode once a certain (gasps) fault line in the Mojave was crossed. This is sort of like the plot of 24. There is a lot of explosions (laughs) in double crossing. Who wrote this? Jack Bauer? Ooh. Ouchie. (laughs) Who wrote this? Abu? (laughs) No, Abu loved him. He was always coming for Aladdin's throat the whole time. (laughs) This is is the succession crossover. Yes. (laughs) This is. Perfect. (laughs) Now happily married, the two enjoyed a quality lifestyle made better with the dollars the company brought in. They leaned in again, Jafar lifting Jasmine's dress under the sheets, and Jafar's face twisted up with fury as he heard his phone ring. Ugh, not today, he snarled. I will slit the throat of whoever is calling me. Jasmine groaned and rolled over again, watching as Jafar closed his robe again, rose and grabbed his phone over on the desk. He grabbed it and put it on speakerphone. He... <laughs> Iago, what are you doing calling me? I told you to finish the papers. No, 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 no. It's not, it's him, not though, Gilbert. It's not oh, it's not. Oh. Cool your, cool your parents. Cool your, cool your, so cool your feathers. Uh, uh, who's Iago, mon ami? A thick French accent asked him over the line. He sounds exotic. Jafar's face went red and Jasmine giggled. Iago, exotic, not the word I'd use. Jafar just growled, taking the man off speakerphone. Klopin? Klopin Troifu? <laughs> Who's that? That's a character from um, the, hunchback. the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> That's Esmeralda's oh. brother, who was like a jester. Should we Google how to pronounce that? I think how you pronounce it, Danny, is a Klopin Troifu. <laughs> you know, when I get nervous, I take a Klopin Troifu. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a couple of Klopins right now. My doctor just prescribed that for my anxiety. Before... <laughs> For a long flight <laughs> to France on a magic carpet. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't remember Clopin, he is the uh, bad guy from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Got it. Villains, of course. Doy. Yeah, I guess it's like the company you keep, right? Like, why would Jafar be hanging out with the Hunchback? You know, not sinister enough. I mean, they're a bunch of friends. They must know each other through like villain stuff, villainry, <laughs> <laughs> or they went to villain school. Like, <laughs> they could have. Yeah. What's like. Intro to villainy. Like, what does that course load look like? <laughs> I feel like it should ha- it should be like something you like evil you evil you or like or like that that sounds like screw you you know like a yeah. university. <laughs> in the flesh, the man grinned and paused. Well, not in the flesh because I am seeing as you called and disturbed my wife and I. Care to explain? Silence. I thought <laughs> I thought you would be happy to hear from me. No. <laughs> We haven't spoken in, how long has it been? 15 years, Jafar sighed. I mean, Jafar is not interested in hearing anyone that he's been pals with for a long time. 15 years, zoot, and it feels like just yesterday I was stealing your bong. (laughs) You had the real tre bon pot from Agrabah, remember? And never returning it? Amusing, no? Good, Allie. Do I sound like I took French for four years in high school and you know what? And accumulated zero French accent. That's exactly what you sound like. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't mean to be rude, but did you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? The accuracy. 
<laughs> Do I sound like I am speaking French with a couple of clopins in my system? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I would like to make one small correction just uh, for the uh, hunchback of Notre Dame purists. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I do believe the true villain of hunchback of Notre Dame is Claude Frollo. Uh, Clopin Trefleu is the uh, narrator of hunchback of Notre Dame. Ah, oui, 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 oui. Yes. So he's not <laughs> yes. a villain. Or is he like he's well, semi-villain? He's not. He's, I think he's like an ambiguous character. In the original book, he is much more sinister than in the movie. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm simply gasping with laughter, Jafar deadpan, <laughs> rubbing his temples. <laughs> anyway, I still have that bong. You probably want it back, eh? <laughs> Jafar scowled. Is the bong the genie lamp? Oh. I think so. No, he wouldn't have given that away. I think it's just a bong. Uh, okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, put the poor genie in there, like... Just <laughs> <laughs> breathing THC. You know, he's like pulling, he's like pulling through the genie... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you are a genie granting wishes and you're high as a kite. Yeah, out of a bong. They're like, I think they just want chips. No, I also feel like the people asking would be like Taco yeah. Bell delivery. <laughs> like you have only three wishes. That's it. Three. It's like twice. Give me two Taco Bell orders. <laughs> Make it chalupa. Okay. Anyway, I still have that bong. You probably want it back, eh? Jafar scowled. I wasn't that much of a stoner. That was Cruella. Oh, oh my gosh, this friend group. <laughs> there you go again with your selective memory. Get to the point, Clopin. Jafar snapped, relaxing a little as Jasmine sauntered over to give him a massage. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Right, yes. Tahiti. <laughs> so I'm the Clopin of the group. <laughs> you were, Okay, we knew it. Hi. Yep. <laughs> Le faveur, of course it would be the Clopin. <laughs> 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 what if I actually changed my name just so years from now I could be the French arbiter of the villain get-together on here and it would make perfect sense. Perfect. <laughs> Tahiti? Jafar frowned. Then it dawned on him. Tahiti. That pack the ten of them had made back in college. So it was college. Blinking, he thought of it. A nice vacation with people he hadn't seen in years. His friends. His loving, wonderful friends. No. He replied and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Jafar, Jasmine scolded, and Jafar rolled his eyes over to his wife scathingly. I don't want anything to do with any of them any longer, he complained. They're your friends. I'm sure you'd have a wonderful time. Jafar huffed, thinking about it. He did always have a good time around them, back in college, of course, but he had grown up. They were all mature men and women now. Does he really want to go back to some resort with the rest of his evil squad for a week, <laughs> leaving behind all of his work and important adult responsibilities to go wreak havoc on all the poor tourists? The answer was yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Jafar realized he could make it an evil trip, and suddenly he's like, boner, I'm in. Yeah, he was like, oh, wait. <laughs> He took out his phone and reluctantly pulled out his theatrical French friend's contact information, hitting message. Do like a little deet dude. Oh, oh, oh. A little ah, ah, deet dude, deet. <laughs> boop, beep, boop, beep, beep. <laughs> Ooh, Ursula drawled from the bathtub. You'll never guess who just messaged me, darling. Scar <laughs> sat no. on the edge of the bed, <laughs> fixing his tie. Ariel? He muttered sarcastically. The two shared a laugh at that. They still had Eric and Ariel's souls in a jar on the mantle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I like that the villains, like, fully win in this universe. Yeah. Like, oh, they're yeah. not just happy on their 
as part of their own world, they want the, them to die. That's They're part of right. everyone's world. Right. Some have three hearts. She has none. <laughs> they are three and they're all black. <laughs> After Ariel never held up her end of the bargain Ursula made with her regarding that holiday weekend at work. Oh, so she lost her soul for like a weekend Sheesh. off? Sheesh. <laughs> if Ariel's decision making couldn't have gotten anywhere well, in this universe. Let's see. I mean, does she work? She works for her in some capacity I mean, or did? She must. Ursula owned a seafood restaurant. God, that's so crazy. That's wow. just like the AI story. Jenny Michael Scott was like, oh, I know a great place. And she was like, oh, really? I own it. And he was like, uh, let's have sex. And he still makes her split the tab. Uh, oh, great. It's free. <laughs> Ursula owned a seafood restaurant, coziest joint in San Diego for the locals, right down by the bayfront. Ariel, one of her best and prettiest, if you ask the customers, waitresses, had said she would come in over the holidays. Now, Ursula prided herself on being an understanding woman, but the girl emailing her the night before the holiday rush weekend and claiming her and her boyfriend, Eric, were taking a month off for a cruise? Not going to happen, honey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So on the mantle sat the pretty jar that contained the souls of Ariel and Eric, all because of one broken deal. Sad, but so, so satisfying. I'm watching uh, Vanderpump Rules from the beginning, trying to catch up as quickly as I can for the Scandal season finale. And this is hitting pretty close to home. So if anybody wants to talk about season four of Vanderpump Rules, call me. Daniel get to it in a month and a half. (laughs) Very funny. Ursula smirked, finishing her pinky nail in red and admiring her hands. Oh, she was doing um, nail art. I guess I'm Ursula. We have to each find someone in here. I do have like a distinct core memory of watching Little Mermaid as a kid and watching her put lipstick on from whatever like shell thing she found. Remember she like squished yeah. or it was like a creature she, she and she like it. squishes it and uses it and it looked like mm-hmm. gorgeous. They should have that merch come out. Like there should be a Sephora collab that has mm. a lip stain that looks like that. Sephora, if you're listening. Somebody call obedient. <laughs> There's nothing Ursula loves more than obedience. So I think it's a perfect fit. Scar entered the bathroom, turning around in the mirror to smooth his hair back and flash his teeth in a grin. How do I look? Ooh. <laughs> Is that a good Scar voice? I like it. Sorry, guys. I've got, I don't got a lot of range. Ursula admired her husband's dashing good looks, the evil-looking Scar running down his left eye. Other than that, he didn't look much different than when they were young. Like you did in college, she cackled. Only you cut your long hair short and put that silver streak in. It makes me look intimidating, Scar complained, fondling the few silver strands among his jet black mane. It makes it makes you look old, Ursula countered. Seasoned, Scar growled, stalking over to the tub. Imagine she's like stalking it like the perimeter of the bathroom. I know. Like also, she yeah. can't talk. She has white hair. She looks great. She's got a great mane. Mm-hmm. Fine, call it what you want, Ursula grinned and stood up to kiss him. Anyway, you never let me finish what I was going to tell you. I just got a text from our old friend. Scar suddenly looked a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Zazu? Ursula rolled her eyes. Ever since Scar had murdered his brother for the seat in the Senate, he had been paranoid every time (laughs) Mufasa's old beak-nosed assistant called on him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Mufasa lives. No, he's pretty dead. He killed Mufasa. Oh, he said he killed him to for his be- seat in the Senate? Definitely killed oh, him. Oh, I thought he yeah, said he beat him dead. in the Senate race. No, he no. killed him. Gosh. Well, he did beat him, but also- Oh, murdered his brother. Cold-blooded murder. Dang it. Yeah. I was hoping someone- <laughs> If this is where the monarchy is headed, <laughs> don't come 
me out. <laughs> out of service, out of Africa. I wouldn't hang about. Uh. No, he disappeared when we sent Simba away on the jungle trip. Don't you remember? Right. Scar's green eyes lit up again with their usual sinister glow. I still don't know what became of my dear nephew. Mm. Oh, he's hanging with Nala. Yeah, he's got Pumbaa, Timon. <laughs> Not in front of the kids. <laughs> I'm remembering all my favorite Disney lines. <laughs> Can't be anything good, Ursula muttered absently. We paid the tour guide off to lose him out there. Oh. Scar chuckled at the fond memory and held out a towel for her. His wife had so many tattoos all over her body that her skin almost seemed purple. All right, then. Who was it? Clopin. Ursula grinned. Clopin? Scar's eyes widened. But it's been 15 years. Yes. Ursula nodded, toweling off. He's on about that trip we planned to Tahiti. Oh, that? Scar murmured in distaste. Darling, do we have to? It'll be a blast, Ursula laughed, wrapping her arms around him from behind and grinding on him. Oh, get it, girl. Oh, yeah, oh, that okay. is me. <laughs> grinding. <laughs> Love to grind. <laughs> and you know me, I can't resist a good party. Ooh, that's when the Lindsay That's when it comparisons fall. That's not true. <laughs> I like to party within reason. <laughs> she shook her breasts, scar bit his lip, and his lip curled into a grin as he noted his wife's enthusiasm. Very well, for your sake, not for his. Oh, he's not the only one going, baby cakes. I'm sure the others will be in too. The end of this episode. This is fantastic. Oh, my God. I mean, except for all of your Disney favorites are dead. They're dead or lost. (laughs) Lost in the wilderness. Lost eating grubs. Or in a jar. Or being pickled. (laughs) Or or they're pickled. Being pickled on Ursula's mantle. (laughs) Oh. oh my gosh. Okay, well, we should um, sing. Yeah, yeah. What do we, is your trident up or down? Oh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great. When the episode ends, check your mermaid tail. <laughs> is your trident, trident up, up or, or down? down. <laughs> oh. oh boy, my trident is <laughs> through the roof. My flotsam is jetsamed. My <laughs> scuttled is floundered. My dingle is hopping. <laughs> <laughs> this is so I love this premise and I also love like you know we got some sexy moments with Jafar and Jasmine and Ursula and Scar these pairings are crazy unexpected and also satisfying mm-hmm. yeah so Trident's up what about you guys I mean I have joined you in yours as though we were doing it together I think I'm just too used to us doing things together <laughs> yes my Trident is up because of these amazing pairings and the way that the author is translating them to real life, I think is like fantastic. Like, of course, Jafar owns genie automobiles and (laughs) stole, you know, Aladdin's girlfriend. Well, I guess Aladdin. Oh, no, Aladdin is dead too. Gosh darn it. I keep thinking everyone survived. Everyone's dead, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a massacre. Danny? Yeah. uh, Everything is better down where it's wetter. And I am (laughs) so excited for, uh, for this trip. And to see where everybody is now. And I just love the the humanization of so many of yes. our um, favorite yeah. inhuman villains. Oh, wonderful. Okay, well, stay tuned for next episode. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit shorter season. It's four parts. So um, we're a quarter of the way through the chaos <laughs> because we want to make sure we can do a story for June that is also coincides with one of the fun movie releases that's happening 
So we don't know what we're going to do yet, but like Indiana Jones comes out, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse Part 2, the Succession finale, The Flash. I mean, there's a lot going on. So maybe not The Flash. <laughs> it's a little chaotic, but... <laughs> could be anything. It could be anything at this stage. So um, anyway, yeah, stay tuned to next episode. Excited. I think we have some... I think there are more villains we're going to meet, right? Several more. I think so, based on the tags. And I love that they're all coupled up in crazy ships. <gasps> ships at sea. Mm. Not good. Not great. Don't be a ship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys next week. Love ya. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 